Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast, another brand new episode. Darren Mitchell here, host of the show on this Tuesday, the 7th of February, 2023. So great to have you on board. If you're a brand new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. Hopefully there's enough in this particular episode that sort of triggers in your mind, hmm, I better come and check next nah, the next episode out tomorrow, but also check out the back catalogue as we continue to work on and helping as many sales leaders as possible across many, many different industries across the entire world to become exceptional at what they do. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about the exceptional sales leader mindset. Now, when I talk about mindset and when I'm talking to sales leaders and sales teams and particularly organizations where I'm going in to train a sales team on uh, how to improve their sales, how to improve their engagement, uh, and how to build some sustainability in their results. It's fascinating to listen to the organizers of the training, and sometimes sales leaders are in this same boat as well. They think it's all about the technique. They're looking for the process. They're looking for the methodology. And what they tend to not look at as deeply is probably one of, if not the most important thing when it comes to exceptional sales leadership, but also when it comes to elite performance, and that is mindset. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, you would have heard me having a great conversation with a fellow sales trainer from Houston, Texas last week by the name of Larry L. Lipkins. Fabulous, fabulous person. If you haven't checked out that episode, please go and check it out. But I've been reflecting on the conversation I had with her last week and where she was talking about uh, sales mindset and the importance of having a great sales mindset, particularly as a sales leader. And this sort of sort of makes sense because as the sales leader, we're the ones that set the tone. And I often talk about the fact that the sales team is and always will be a reflection of the sales leader. So if the sales leader is not in a good headspace and if they're not demonstrating the right example, then that sort of uh, behavior is going to play out in the sales team. And unfortunately, the then results are going to be the team will not be fulfilling their fullest potential. So I don't think this thing called mindset can be underestimated. Unfortunately, too many too many people, and look, salespeople and sales leaders are among this group, too many don't give it enough attention and it needs to be given attention. The other thing I was doing over the last week or so is watching a lot of different mini documentaries across many different industries, many different sporting genres, if you like. And what was interesting about this is when they were talking about elite sports people, and when they were talking to both teammates but also opponents of these sports people, they were asked the question about what made these elite sports people so good, so competitive and so hard to beat. And without a shadow of a doubt, the number one thing that every single person came back with was mindset. The mindset was the difference that makes all the difference. And when you think about this at the elite level, and logically this makes sense because you hear it all the time. At the elite level, across any sport you want to name, people have huge amounts of talent and they work their butts off to generate that talent and maximize the, I guess, the potential that comes from that talent. But the difference that makes all the difference is the mindset. And if you've got people who have equal talent, why is it that some actually perform at a higher level and are more consistent and are more sustainably successful than others? 
And there's been a lot of a lot of research into this, and it does come down to a thing called mindset. What's difficult though is for the average person to understand. Well, when we talk about mindset, it's almost like a generalization or a throwaway line. Yeah, just have a positive mindset or just have a growth mindset. But what does this actually mean specifically? And the more I delve into this, the more I understand about uh, about this and the importance of mindset. And certainly, the more I'm into uh, the training, development, coaching, and facilitation type world. The more I understand now and accept the fact that a lot of these organizations are now bringing in mindset specialists, they're bringing in sports psychologists to work with the athletes because that is where the 1% or the 2% difference can make all the difference in terms of their performance. And when you think about how much money is on on the line for these, uh, for these teams, with that comes a huge amount of implied pressure and sometimes direct pressure for individuals and for teams to perform. And this is why at the elite level, it's very, very cutthroat. Now, to take a, a parallel um, situation here, uh, I remember back in the day when I was running sales teams, there was a lot of uh, people that were coming from very, uh, let's, let's just say, high-risk reward organizations, particularly in the software industry, where those particular industries, yes, they were getting rewarded very, very handsomely, but it was cutthroat. So if you were not meeting your target, it was like, Phew, you'd be chopped, no questions asked whatsoever. So the guys had to have a very, very robust attitude and a very, very uh, robust mindset to be able to go through uh, a lot of the pressure that was applied on a daily basis to these guys, even with sales cycles that were significantly longer in many cases to a lot of the sales cycles that we were used to in ICT and telecommunications, uh, the mindset that these guys had to have was extraordinary. I remember having conversations with them and and some of the guys were talking about the rewards they get and some of the numbers they were talking about at the time was just blowing blowing my mind. But when I understood it, I also understood that, hey, with big reward also comes big risk and with big risk and big reward also comes big expectation and big pressure that's applied either on ourselves but also coming from senior leaders, key stakeholders, etc., etc. So it's so important that as a an elite performer, and if we're sales leaders looking to take our performance to an exceptional level, please, whatever you do, do not discount the fact that your mindset is probably one of, if not the most important thing to really focus on, because that could be the difference that makes all the difference. And the episode last week with Larry, we talked about the fact that sales mindset is so important, but it stems from belief. So what is the belief that you have as a salesperson? What is the belief that you have as a sales leader? So when you're walking into a potential customer, at a really basic level, do you believe in your heart of hearts that you deserve to be there in that particular environment? And do you believe that you're good enough to be able to hold a conversation and potentially create a solution to a problem that this customer may not have or they may have half after having a conversation with you. Now that means you need to be switched on and looking for little things, but the belief system has to be, you know what, I believe I can help this person. Now, from the mindset point of view, we then choose to have, well, I need to be open and I need to be curious. It's really interesting when you when you delve a little bit more specifically into the techniques and the little mannerisms that these elite performers have it's in the little micro moments that they differentiate themselves against every other competitor. Now, without naming the individual cricketer, there was an Australian cricketer that I heard talking about the technique he has between balls and how he can maintain concentration for long periods of time because he breaks it down into micro moments. And he's very, very aware of some of the thoughts and some of the beliefs he has to maintain 
and what the mindset needs to be in those micro moments so he's actually switched on and fully present when he needs to be so that he gives himself every opportunity at being of being at his best when he needs to. And then he switches off and he relaxes and he comes back in and starts to concentrate for the next ball. So it's the micro things. They do at the micro, and I often call this the moments of truth. So a moment of truth in the sales game is not necessarily driving to the appointment, albeit you might be doing some preparation. You might be thinking generally, how does this? How do we want this particular conversation to go? And I talked about this, the three key, key things to supercharge your sales calls last week, the think, feel, do. Uh, by all means, do that as you're going into the into the sales call and getting there. But when you're in the actual sales call, this is where the moment of truth arrives. So what's the mindset when you're sitting in front of that customer and you're about to ask a question or you're about to think of a question, you're about to challenge the customer on something, you're about to you know, answer a question that might have been thrown at you which you didn't expect. At that particular moment, your mindset needs to be switched on and you've got to have a mindset that is not only positive, but it has to be focused on growth. And this is what separates uh, all sales leaders from the exceptional sales leaders is that the exceptional sales leaders not only are prepared for the meeting, for the conversation before they get into the conversation, they're also switched on and paying full attention. So they're fully present and their mindset is switched on with a growth perspective. So what is this? What is a growth mindset? Because I often hear this talked about a lot, but not many can actually really articulate what is it about a growth mindset that is so important that we need to be able to grasp, but also implement if we are to become an exceptional sales leader. Well, first and foremost, and this work comes from a lady called Carol Dweck, who wrote the book Mindset, and she goes into a lot of detail in this book around the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Now, at a really high level, if you ask somebody, you know, what's a fixed mindset versus what's growth mindset? Well, the fixed mindset is typically somebody who believes that, uh, for example, your personality is fixed, it doesn't change, you can't evolve, uh, which may, may make it really difficult to be innovative, to be creative. Uh, you might actually find it quite hard to uh, deal with challenges, and you may actually be avoiding the opportunity that challenges present because you're not quite sure about what the outcome is going to be. Maybe you're looking for certainty. So that's a fixed mindset. And I've got to say, there's a lot of people out there, not just in sales, but just in general population that unfortunately have a fixed mindset. And these are also the people that unfortunately get influenced by external forces. They get influenced by social media. They read everything and they believe what they read is true. They don't necessarily challenge and they haven't built the habit around challenging people's thinking. And this is not challenging from the perspective of, you know, tell me why this is true. It's challenging from a curiosity point of view to simply understand what is fact versus what is fiction because ultimately this comes down to a belief. So if you believe something to be true, then what we'll do typically is we'll look for evidence to support what we believe to be true and guess what? We will find that evidence more times than not to support the fact that it is true and that's what our thought process is. Now on the growth mindset point of view, we don't have a fixed perspective. We think, wow, this can be... We can change, we can adapt, we can alter, we have a, a natural level of curiosity. So because of that, we have a natural desire where we want to learn things and therefore we have a tendency that when there are things that we don't understand, we'll actually ask some questions to expand our understanding and not be fixed in the belief that something we thought may have been true is actually true. So the growth mindset type person at our core, we have this belief that intelligence can actually 
be developed. And this is why beliefs are such an important important factor when it comes to uh, exceptional sales mindset. So uh, when we have this desire to learn, when we have this natural tendency to be curious, when we look at and observe things, and instead of accepting them for what they are, we actually challenge that and ask questions. When it comes to challenges, we're more likely to embrace those challenges because the belief that sits underneath that is, well, this challenge is just part of the process so what I'm here to do, this is an inevitable thing I have to deal with. So I've got to find a way to either go through this challenge, deal with this challenge, go around this challenge, embrace the challenge, whatever the case might be. And so when there are obstacles placed in our path, which will often be the case, and just think about sitting in front of a customer and you're having what what uh, ordinarily would be a fantastic conversation, everything seems to be moving in the right direction, and then the customer throws up an obstacle. And that could be an objection, it might be a pricing point, that they're not happy with, it could be a feature of your product they're not happy with, it may well be you've completely missed the mark in terms of the solution for that particular problem that the customer's got. Any, any way, shape or form, when an obstacle is thrown out, instead of pushing back on that, our mindset's going to be, hey, again, this is part of the process, this is just another step that we need to go through, and what is this particular obstacle, what is this particular objection here to teach us? And it's not to be overcome, it's simply to be handled in terms of that objection. So if I can do that, and if I can maintain focus on what the solution is to the ultimate problem, it may well be that through that process, I can also educate the customer and forge an even closer relationship with them through that process. So the the obstacles and the challenges from a growth mindset perspective, and this is what the exceptional sales leaders and salespeople look for, hey, this is just another step in the process. This is a pathway to becoming masters of our discipline. Because if I, if I go through and, and just think about this, if you go and have a conversation with a customer and every single customer is exactly the same, you walk in, you talk about your product, which by the way, we talked about yesterday, you need to be able to resist the urge to do. You're having a conversation, there's a solution that's put on the table. If every single customer said, yep, let, where do I sign? How boring would life be? The fact is that only happens in fairyland. And yet, most if not all salespeople, and I dare say a lot of sales leaders would just wish that most of the conversations with their customers would be that easy. Well, here's the reality, they're not. There's gonna be challenges, there's gonna be obstacles, and God forbid, there's gonna be people who don't agree with you. This is why our mindset needs to be such an integral part of our overall strategy, because it is the difference that makes all the difference. It, it can, you, can you stay the long game? Can you play the long game? Can you hold firm when people are arguing with you, when people are throwing things at you, metaphorically, of course, when people are throwing out objections, can you still stay firm and remain on the path because your mindset is, hey, I'm here to serve, I'm here to provide a solution, I'm not going to be influenced by a negative mindset that maybe I'm getting thrown at by the person on the other end of the table or the opposite opposite me in, the, in a conversation. And so if we can maintain that level of growth mindset as a sales leader and certainly as a salesperson and recognize that all of those obstacles, all those challenges are opportunities to improve and it's a pathway to mastery then what's going to happen is we're going to make some improvements. We're going to find out what works and what doesn't work. And as a result, we are naturally going to achieve a higher level of achievement than perhaps everybody else. Why? Because there's a thing called persistence that's also going to come into it because our belief is we are there to provide a service. We genuinely believe we have a solution to a problem. And my mindset's going to be, I will work my butt off to identify and articulate that problem because I know there'll be a solution to that problem which will serve that customer. The other thing I'm going to do as part of this entire process, and this is what exceptional sales leaders do 
uh, exceptionally well is they remove themselves from any perceived pressure of having to get or having to achieve a perfect outcome. Now, I talk about this all the time in, in sales, and there's too many salespeople out there that are unfortunately under the, I guess, the influence of senior leaders that just focus on the number, the number, the number. It is not about the number. The great sales leaders, the exceptional sales leaders, not only have a sensational mindset, a really positive mindset, they're also not wedded to having to get the perfect outcome. Yes, they know the outcome's there. Yes, they know the goal's there. Yes, they know the target's there. It is all about the progress. It's all about making those incremental steps because if they do that really well, if they get the fundamentals right, guess what? The numbers will take care of themselves and it happens time and time and time and time again. So as we wrap up this particular episode, I want you to think about as a sales leader and if you're a salesperson right now, just do a bit of a pulse check and ask yourself the question, on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is a fantastic positive mindset, growth mindset, where do I sit? 10 is a fantastic mindset. One is, uh, I need a lot of work. Uh, where do you sit? And it's okay to be at four. It's okay to be at five. It's okay to be at nine. What's not okay is to be at four, thinking though that you're at nine and faking it until you make it. We need to really dial in and think about, okay, what is happening inside the six inches between my ears? Because as we talked about around elite sport and the cricket I was talking about, is you need to be at the moment of truth switched on and you need to be really aware of your thinking, you need to be really aware of your mindset and you need to be really aware of your beliefs at that particular time because your beliefs will shape everything. So if you're going into a conversation believing this is going to be a fantastic conversation, then chances are everything that happens from that, including your actions and your behavior, will guide you and stack the odds in your favor of getting the result that you're looking for. But remembering, we're not going to put so much pressure on ourselves to have to get that perfect result. So uh, that's the key message for today. Think about where your mindset is. Is it a growth mindset? Is it a fixed mindset? Is it helping or is it hindering? Because if it's hindering, and as we say all the time, what you'll see is the behaviors in your sales team will start to play out in your sales team and it's not necessarily the people in your sales team that are causing that. You've got to start thinking about, okay, what sort of impressions am I creating and what am I projecting onto my sales team that I'm seeing these results come out and the behaviors come out. So it all starts with us as a sales leader and it all starts with our mindset. So the challenge today is to think about how do I create an exceptional sales mindset? That is the challenge. So trust that message helps and I trust that message resonates. If you'd like some help with this, uh, if you want to have a conversation about working one-on-one, I'd love to do that. Uh, simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits. We'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at, what you're looking to achieve over the next 90-plus days. We can map out a plan and start working on that plan as early as this week. So I very much look forward to that conversation. And as always, thanks for plugging in. I look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.